0: I say I say hello hello this is Irv Irvico stay tuned for part two of our interview with Sammy Um, you don't want to miss the rest of what we spoke about Uh, she was still dropping more and more gems so uh, definitely make sure you don't miss it Uh, part two here you go
1: you shouldn't ask for help like you can do it on your own you ain't never started a business before Mm What you know you know, like, how would you feel if some kid came up to you and be like, I can tell you how to fix that problem. You'd be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that towards yourself, really not that you're incapable, but it's just that you don't have the experience and it hurts me when I see people who have zero experience in business saying, yeah, I have a business and I'm doing this and my schedule is this. I'm like, how do you even know that you're doing something right? Mm-hmm. How do you even know that you're on the correct path? Because you, c- it is so easy to be busy, but it doesn't mean all things that you're being busy on are making you money. It doesn't mean that all the things that you are busy on Grace. are actually going to be long-lasting. It doesn't Grace. mean that those things, like, those meetings that you're having and all that work that you're doing is actually going to create any kind of income or be any kind of real project for you that you can use later. You don't know, you have zero perspective and you're getting information from people that you see on social media, but you don't have a coach who is there to like learn you to learn about you, everything that you need. What are your goals? Where are you at? What is your experience then to then help you through these small steps. Mm -hmm. if you don't have someone like that how do you know what you're doing yeah you know and it's worth it you can get free coaching anywhere i must even say pay for my stuff you should because i know what i'm talking about but even if you (laughs) don't get free coaching find someone who wants to learn about you specifically you don't follow these general guidelines because that's not you and no one who has ever been successful ever followed the general guidelines. They no, always say they were different. Right. And if you yeah. want to be different, why are you not doing different? You can't do different all on your own. It's impossible. I'm sorry, That's it's okay. not.
0: So how do you say how do you stay so positive?
2: Oh, this is just who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how she do it. Ever since I met her, that's it's how she so do funny. it.
1: It's so funny you say that because um I'm reading this book that my brother just sent me. Um, it's by some woman who writes big, writes books for women, and I'm not really like a. let say I don't support women, but I guess the uh that platform where it's like, girl boss, babe, boss lady, did it, did like I'm not yeah. really about that. So like the name of the the name of the book was just very uh, like hyper feminine, and it was like the ten glam commandments. I'm like, what the hell? Um, and that's just not my style. Like I'm just really chill. Like I used to be a real tomboy, so I'm like,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <it's> <laughs> we both we both were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so you know, um, a part of the book tells us to talk about self love and writing three things that we love about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Remember the last thing I wrote was that I really love how positive I am. And I'm not quite sure why I'm always positive, but I have always been that half, that glass half full person. I always can, even when I am breaking down or something really, really bad happens, like I just bounce back really quick. It's just, I'm, it's just something God gave me and I'm grateful. Cause there wow, have been times, been like I remember one time um, I had met this guy and we were gonna go on our first date. And I literally got in the car accident the day before the date. And as I was driving home in a different car and I called him like, Hey, can we talk for a little second? He's like, "Yeah, what's up? I'm like, um, so I just got in a car accident today. And he was like, Oh, you okay? Do you need to cancel tomorrow? I'm like, Oh no, I'm fine. I'm definitely seeing you tomorrow. You know, today just been a little rough. That's all i just wanted to talk. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I just don't allow it to beat me down. Cause people, I mean, my car was not drivable. I definitely had to get some oh, work wow. done. It's not like, Oh, I got a little Fenderman. It's like, Nah, son, this gotta go to the body shop. Like, oh wow! Kind of car It like kind of cost me like fifteen hundred to fix. Kind of car accident, Oof. you know. Oh wow. Um, but I just don't let it bother me because I can't. Mm. Because one thing that I recognize is that if you want to quit and give up and like pause, you can pause, right? It's so easy to pause, but the world actually keeps spinning, and. It's just a lot harder to jump back in when the world's been moving without you, you know? And I don't want to, I went through that one time when I was younger, and I just never wanted to do that again. I just felt so out of touch. I felt behind, I felt very out of control. And sometimes when traumatic things happen to us or problems, bad situations, things we don't like, whatever, happen to us and we feel out of control because we're hurt, and we're upset and we wish things could change it is going to be so much worse if you just give up because i can quit entrepreneurship right now and let the world spin without me and i just feel like i have to catch up and like explain to people why i don't why i have a job now why i don't do this anymore i have to start like i feel like i would just feel out of control of my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i don't want to do that um that i know if i just if i'm operating in my purpose And I'm doing it with passion and I'm influencing people's lives. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I just saw a post actually about Jay-Z and they said, um, Jay-Z is a billionaire and he started at 26 and he's 50 and he's a billionaire. You could be poor for 10 years and all of a sudden make a million dollars. I'm just, I'm here for the journey. You know, there have definitely been times where I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? But I just didn't stop. Mm -hmm. um and I just kept going I kept trying even when I was crying and you know I I'm just I feel like I'm not allowed to quit and I don't know if that's really a concept that people feel but that's how I feel like times when I wanted and even younger not not doing this just as a kid I just wanted to quit just wanted to give things up I'm like I don't really get that option you know I'm not quite sure why I feel like that but that's how i feel like i actually had a time when i was um younger and i was suicidal for a really brief time in my life and i i remember it was the medication that i was taking um and i remember like i had the thought of like yo like take this knife and like slice up your legs and just bleed out in the tub like i remember i thought that and i was holding it and i'm like i can't do that you know well. I was like, I can't do that. I used to have thoughts at that same time in my life of like getting in my car and driving the wrong way on I-95 and just waiting to see how long it takes take me to crash. And I would literally like look at the door and I'm like, I can't do that. It's just something that stopped me because I'm not allowed to do that. And if I've made it that far from 16, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. struggling a little bit financially, personally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, I'll survive. And eventually I'll come out right on top. And I'm personally so much better off than I was two and a half years ago when I started doing this. So I, I think I'll survive.
0: You're definitely a testimony, like for sure, man. That's <laughs> he definitely he definitely have a testimony for people mm-hmm. to hear. Um, but my that. last my last question, I I mean, I wanna I know we we've had you for a minute so far. What do you see yourself uh like what's your goal? Like say five years from now? Uh, we're Ooh. swimming with Sam. We're swimming with Sam and start up with Sam. What do you see? Mm-hmm. There?
1: Only Jesus knows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I, I say that realistically because um, I've had goals and then I don't achieve them. Not because I was doing something wrong because life changes. Mm-hmm. And I've just, I recognize I don't run things like God runs things. And so I, feel as though I'm just kind of here for the journey. Like I'm intentional about what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I'm just not quite at a point where I can create, maybe I'm not at a point where I have mastered certain skill sets that will allow me to have to make that long-term goal and actually Mm -hmm. build towards it because I'm still mastering certain things, you know, and I don't, I used to feel bad about saying that. I used to feel bad about not being able to accomplish these goals. Like, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I do this? I said I was gonna, now I can't do it. But I recognize maybe it's just not a part of my journey just yet. Maybe I have to get my feet wet in these certain areas. Maybe I do need that five years, 10 years in to be qualified for that goal that I want. Mm -hmm. Just because you got a goal do not mean you're going to achieve it. Just because you want it so bad don't mean you're going to achieve it. You could pray all day, but God also says no. Mm. And sometimes you have to be qualified for the things that you want, you know? And i truly, truly just believe that I just have to wait until I'm qualified. Like I know that there are pathways I can take, you know, like for example, my first goal with Swim with Sam was actually, my first big goal was to build an aquatic center in the black community. Like I already knew how I wanted it to look. It was gonna have all these pools, all these programs. I already gave jobs to all my family. I'm like, yeah, you can be doing this.
0: this, this. <laughs> That's, what's up.
1: That's um, what's up. But then my vision for Summit Sam changed, you know. Okay. And then like, not that my passion was there, that the need is still not there, but where I was again to build a facility. <laughs> mm-hmm and to run programs and to do, that takes a certain a level big, of expertise, of experience, of confidence, of knowledge, of money, of, and you know what? I told you, I come from poverty. I remember one of my birthdays, all my mom could do was buy me like a tub of ice cream and we would eat it. She was literally crying. She was like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you. Like, I don't have the expertise or the knowledge for some of these big goals. I have very, very big goals about things that I want to do in my life. But until I have the experience, maybe I don't quite, I don't quite know how to put the pieces together. And that's okay to say that because I talk to my coach and sometimes he talks about things that I can be doing and they sound so far away. I'm just like, how do I do that? Like, I know what that is. I know what it could look like. Like, I don't want to do that. And those are really small things that he talks about. That's when I recognize. I'm like, Sam, you're just not there yet. And that's okay. So don't really have these five ten year goals for my business. No, that's um, the because they're still forming. Yes. You know, who they are the question. Yeah, like who they are fundamentally are, yeah. are still becoming. I'm still becoming, you know, what right. I may want. I can say that hey, I want to do this and then I ended up getting what if I get married and I have kids and I end up moving to a different country. I'm like, yeah, everything changed y'all. Like, you don't know true so yeah, you know true, I'm kind true, of true. here for the journey um that God puts me on mm-hmm. as I'm learning about myself as I'm practicing my faith walk well. and also if I don't have faith like I just told you I was reading a book about confidence like I'm obviously still working on myself If I don't have confidence in myself I can't have confidence in my business like people say that everyone that I talk to or my consultant they're like I want to make a million dollars I'm like you can't even handle $2,000 and spend that mm. mm. how can, like How can God trust you with a million dollars to really make that work for you? I know I can't handle a million dollars right now. Like, shoot, give me more than 50K. I don't know what to do with that. Once I pay off my debt, I don't know. Like, no, literally, if I had enough money to pay off all of my debt and the things that I need to handle, mm-hmm. I literally don't know. I don't know. Yeah how i'm supposed to spend that extra money to improve my life and that's important and if i don't know i would rather not have it because i would hate to have it and waste it so mm-hmm. i'm not prepared yet and then mm-hmm. until i'm prepared then those things will be accessible to me I got so i'm just waiting so ask me in five years i'll let you know we'll <laughs>
0: right. definitely we'll definitely check back in in of five course. years to where you are where yes. you are. You got anything else for Amanda?
2: Well, uh, I would I'm say... I'm ready for the questions. I got time. I, I'm always <laughs> ready <laughs> My question was if you had three adjectives to describe yourself, um, one being personal, personal for three, and three for you as a business owner, what would it be?
1: So the first one is personal.
2: The third one is about business. So three, three, three adjectives for yourself personally. Oh. Three adjectives for yourself as a business owner.
1: Ooh, child. Okay. Um, for myself, I'm resilient. Um, I'm definitely like joyous. Uh and I'm impactful. I hate the word influential because people be like, I got fans. Don't nobody care about you. But it's important <laughs> to be impactful in the people that you touch uh for business uh (laughs) for business I would say it's not just one word but I I'm open-minded I am always listening and I think for number three I am authentic
2: i feel it i feel it i'll be stalking yeah. your igs <laughs> every single time push sam is <laughs> live and i'm like there it is yeah, she's definitely <laughs> sending it
0: to me too when she sees it, it she definitely sends it to me for
1: sure i just tell people I'm like y'all might as well just put an alarm clock for 8 p.m every wednesday i'm like i don't know why you why you don't because this stuff gets real like i really really <laughs> Even as you see now, like I really do try to dive deep. I really do try to be transparent because these small things that I have, um, experienced can be really big for other people. And you know, I honestly think when I, we're talking about, um, being prepared, right? So before I became a business owner, a lot of personal things happened in my life. And a very, I started my business when I was 22. Was I twenty two? How old was I in two thousand eighteen? Like, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I was twenty two, and you know, a lot had happened in my life in a very, at the at that young age of twenty two, like car accidents, like near death experiences, okay. um, like toxic, like abusive relationships, um, negative experiences with family. Um, dealing with poverty, like daddy issues, and like um, sexual issues, like they, they, there's so much, like if I ever had the courage <laughs> to talk about like my real, real personal life, people will be astounded, and I'm like, yeah, all that happened, like throughout me still trying to follow the scale of like how a young person is supposed to accomplish these goals and finish school, and like Throughout all of that, all of this was still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly believe that because all, though all those things had to happen to me before 22, so that when I started my business, when things happened to me, they didn't crush me. Mm-hmm. Like remember. I have been in so many car accidents and I'm not even saying, I think that I'd be driving, chill out now. I know people be just missing, y'all <laughs> But situations have happened to me and really weird trends and I feel like I literally felt like the devil was like attacking me in certain areas like what you doing like you coming for me but it was to it was to strengthen me like you know how triggered and traumatized people are after a car accident yeah right imagine being able to go and have a car accident and just come home and don't even say nothing about it
2: wow that's where I'm at
1: you know where Things can happen to me, not just brush it off. I take a deep breath, I'm like, all right, what's next? Let's make some calls, you know? Mm-hmm. And you you have to be like that. And so I feel as though I, I'm really, I'm a very warm person, but experience has calloused me in areas where I, and calloused my strength so that it's fun. Things can happen to me, it's cool, and I bounce back. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that bounce back definitely had to be strengthened um, for me to do what I'm doing. Trust mm-hmm. me. Trust me. Because if, um, let's say that I was weak, but if, if there was a version of me who hadn't gone through all of that, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be capable of doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. or even have the willingness to do this at all. I would have quit a long time ago. I wouldn't have ever well, even
0: started. Definitely glad you didn't. That's for sure. <sighs> definitely glad you didn't quit. Um, I got a question too. Matter of fact, I, I, I'm curious now, because you said you, you you have Puerto Rican and you did say have Jamaican, right? Mm-hmm. What was that like growing up like for you? Like, did you, was um, it like a, how does that work for you? How does it work for you?
1: Well, I look very Hispanic and I recognize that, but I was actually raised in my Jamaican family. So I was raised with um, Jamaicans and some Southern, like Southern American people. So Mm -hmm. Southern as in like the South, not South, not South America. Um, (laughs) just want to clarify in case anyone got confused listening to this. So I was raised in like a very Jamaican American home. Uh, Um, I consider my mom had all, my mom is very, he's a, um, very pro-black and very ingrained, and very educated. My mom is the smartest woman I know. I speak like this because my mom speaks 10 times smarter than me, all right? Um, And she (laughs) she is so educated about Black history, Black culture, why we do the things we do and where we came from. And she had always told me to look at myself in the mirror and like see a Black person. And so it was really rough growing up when people look at you when they don't see a Black person is he a spanish person or a white person mm-hmm. you know um that was probably like the hardest part of growing up is having to like prove my blackness to people mm-hmm. um and i never really considered myself to be hispanic like i said like, yeah i'm half puerto rican but that didn't really mean anything to me because i wasn't raised with my yeah,
0: that hispanic family sense. at all
1: i don't even i don't speak spanish my last name is very hispanic so when people see it they start speaking spanish i was like wrong person (laughs) 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 definitely not the one um and you know my i think i don't even know when it finally like hit me of just not letting any of that bother me of people of me having to validate my race to other people Mm -hmm. or my blackness to other people in high school, it definitely wasn't there. I actually went to a, a very rich white high school, but they would tell me that I was too black because right. I didn't, um, I, I spoke a lot of Ebonics. Like I I never really like enunciated when I spoke. I wouldn't speak. I, I speak very professionally now because I speak a lot. Um, but before I was just, I'm just a kid. I'm just talking. Like I have an accent. I just, I don't care what I say, you know? And so white kids would hear me And they associate the way I speak with black people, like black culture. So they would say Uh that I was, that I was ghetto and that I was, you know, they made me feel like I was too black, that I should tone it down. You know, like I would speak and the kids would, um, mimic me and like this trashy bond to me, like it would make me sound stupid. And I'm like, I'm not stupid. I go to this school for free because I'm smart. Y'all got to pay. Probably how you got in. Like, you know i had a full full scholarship oh man do you remember miami country day
2: yeah i i I got in too but i didn't go
1: (laughs) i got like a full scholarship for what seven years Mm -hmm. full ride at a school where lunch for one year was just seven g's all right that's how smart i was but the kids would not make me feel they made me feel like i was like this monkey and Mm. i felt so disrespected and i think that's when i had to start speaking out about my race and mm-hmm. you know when black history came around i remember um they didn't really have out of a thousand kids it was a through k-12 school out of a thousand kids which you know was already small for that number of grade levels mm-hmm. it's like 50 black people
2: or less wow. you know yep.
1: definitely less than 50 actually, probably like 30 of us
2: at your, um, at your time it was definitely small
1: it was small you know and it was uh so that black history was trash it was like a 40 minute uh assembly in the gym but
2: probably some about is, martin
0: luther king
1: you already know
2: um, <laughs> and the was ones like, that white people like enough.
1: because i would f- it, it just it didn't feel good enough to me because i'm like y'all don't really understand what being black is mm-hmm. because you associated with this because your your understanding is so small Mm-hmm. So I remember I took it upon myself to, um, like I think I started out with these flyers, just a regular eight by 11 paper. And I would print out influential people in black history who you don't hear about. There are like a hundred of them. And I, I remember I laminated them in the office for the free ski. Uh, <laughs> and I would tape them on like every classroom door. And I would go to, I spoke at a uh, faculty meeting I ain't mm-hmm. no student goes to a faculty meeting but I did and I said listen like I'm here to try to educate your students for Black History Month you know and I would give um the elementary teachers curriculums to help the younger kids understand inclusivity and Black culture and Black history you know um I remember I was going to speak at the uh the actual the Black History Assembly and I started speaking to teachers. And that's when I really started to put my foot forward and speaking out about, again, an injustice that I felt. Cause you know how mm-hmm. I feel about equality and we are all the same. Don't be picking on people. We don't do that here, you know? And they were picking on me and I'll be frustrated. Cause I'm like, why don't all the other black kids say anything? Mm-hmm. Why don't, why aren't y'all standing up? Like, why do I have to be the voice, you know? And they always, there's a joke in Black culture in general that light-skinned people always gotta say something about Black people. Like, why are the light, like there are a lot of um, Mm -hmm. moguls in uh, Black history that are really light-skinned. And I truly believe it's because our race is always, we feel discriminated, you know, because we love being Black. Mm -hmm. And people tell us that we aren't good enough in whatever capacity, but we be knowing so much about Black people. (laughs) And we're like, no, nah, you don't get to do that to us. You don't get to tread on me for real. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I really started speaking out. And that's when people listened to me for the first time. Like adults actually listened to what I had to say when I was speaking with purpose and passion, because my right. passion is about equality and justice. And I think that's the first time I had strangers listen to me, you know, and I right. knew that my voice had a platform. I to figure out where it is. Not that I really necessarily figured out where it is because Instagram ain't it. But I mean, <laughs> as an opportunity, again, for me to practice, for mm-hmm. me to be more of an influential speaker so that when people listen, it isn't just, oh, you know, Sam's talking real good the other day, just like mm-hmm. side conversation. Mm-hmm. But Sam is a person you need to listen to because she's here to educate and guide you. There's more to it. And it's taken me years to refine my speech. Like speaking on this podcast, as I'm listening to myself, it's probably the most refined, slowed down, that I've spoken without, with such less stuttering, slurring in years. And I still know that when I listen to this afterwards, i be like, damn, I'm talking fast.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> not, Rican. That's the you're only Puerto, that's the
1: Puerto Rican part of me. <laughs> <the Puerto> I'm <laughs> really, really fast and I don't know how to stop. But like I said, everything is a practice skill, but if I didn't speak all the time, I wouldn't know that about myself and actively try to fix it. Right. I don't even okay. remember what your question was, but we've gotten here. You asked answer, <laughs>
0: but I did, I did. I did have a follow-up, kind Um, when you like saying black enough? Uh, I know you heard what's been going on when they uh, announced that the vice presidential would be uh, Kamala Harris, and it mm-hmm. was like what came up was she's not black enough. Did those mm-hmm. things resonate with you because you already know what you had to go through when you were growing up?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I really don't look at the world in black and white and not as a race thing. But I mean, in terms of good and bad, well, like yes and no's, good and bad, absolutes.
0: Okay. There
1: really aren't many absolutes in this world. It's a lot of
0: gray, It's a lot of gray area.
1: Exactly. And so everyone's understanding of blackness is different everyone's understanding of representing the culture can be different for some people it's the way you look for some people it's the way you speak for some people it's the actions you do in this particular field like for some people they could say a black woman who's in politics amazing amazing while some people are like are you a black woman in politics but are you actually passing laws that are in this particular field or you don't i don't care Mm -hmm. or they could say oh you're you're a black woman but you have permed hair? No, you're not really. But everyone is different, you know. And I say that it's a time to judge, but I just I recognize where I'm like, that's okay. You feel that way? It's your personal choice. But guess what? You ain't the vice president. President? Oh my gosh, you aren't the vice presidential candidate. Candidate? Yeah, Be that's it. what I mm-hmm. going to say. Vice presidential candidate. Yeah. So that's just it, and it's used the people who don't have the platform who are not in the same position who mm-hmm. always have something to say
0: what so, yeah that's actually what me and Amanda always talk about like we, we spoke about that uh, I think one of our first episodes about cancel culture and it's mm-hmm. like it's usually the people who aren't in that position who feel like they have the they have to say something about what someone else is doing yeah so yeah.
1: the reality is Kamala may not be what all black people wish she was but Kamala is a black person in a high level political position that's amazing um mm-hmm. kamala is the first black female presidential any kind of presidential candidate like mm-hmm. vice whatever it don't matter like you're the first person
0: and that's needed yeah. that's so that's totally needed for young girls of any any exactly. race to see. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, 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 whether
1: that she great. wins or not, whether you are validated by her or not, mm-hmm. whether you like her or not, because maybe the person that you actually like saw Kamala and be like, you know what? Let me try now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you like them. Only there for four years. Dang.
0: <laughs> what well, you did four maybe. years
1: ago, so you don't even remember. Like yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe if she gets it, but that's yeah. the thing. Like We get so hung up on things. I'm like, it's all temporary, y'all. Yeah. Really not. Well, I feel,
0: I feel like that's that's what happened when when uh, we had President Obama. A lot of men or boys saw somebody that they could aspire to be, and I feel like with mm-hmm. Kamala, I feel it's the same thing where a lot of girls and young ladies could see Kamala and see as somebody they can aspire to be. I think mm-hmm. that's very Absolutely. important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. but I, what I don't like is them tearing her down because she, I'm hearing that she's not black enough, and I like to say, I just thought that would resonate with what you told me, what you being. Making it Puerto Rican
1: yeah the, the the black part what is your association because if we really want to break it down to bare bones you can black is not a culture black is a race race is a social construct that was created for us to separate The reality is there's only three races in this world there's black white and Asian that's it and the reason why there's only three because that's based on the looks that we have right every Spanish person is a black person it's mm-hmm. really what it is right So you're associating culture, which is actually based on geographically where you live, like Black culture is Black American culture, maybe tied in with some Caribbean possibly, Um, but that's what you associate with Black culture. But if you recognize that some of the things that are Black culture of us is also very Asian culture of us too. So is it just Black? Not really. We're all, it's just geographically where you live. We're just Mm -hmm. people. Like I said, we all are the same person. We all just live different places and have different experiences. So, mm-hmm. I only. But like think you said, it's,
0: it's about separation too. Like you said, it's about that's separating all. people. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And black people just use the, t- the term like black culture to unite us because it was used as a means to separate us. That's all. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I totally you agree to
2: with that. Linda? Oh, I was going to uh, ask you tell our audience what you have going on. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, girl. I got caught up in the questions. I almost forgot.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so, in
1: my consulting business, I'm doing my first workshop. um It is called Monetize Your Life. And it's a oh, nice. three part series. <laughs> it's a three part series that teaches people how to leverage their nine to five experience and launch a business instead. Um, and I teach people basically how your job has been equipping you with the experience that you can. Uh, use to start your own business I teach you how that's the first day the second day I teach you how to um actually find out who am I actually going to sell this to like who can buy how do I identify my target market because when you know who you're selling to that's how you actually make your money because your business is not for everyone there's not one business Period. that is for everyone and you think you can name one like like oh well if I sell toothbrushes everyone is toothbrush Well, people that don't brush their teeth like <laughs> <laughs> the people who don't find it important, people will be like, I don't need a toothbrush. brush. I could just use my fingers or I can, eat. literally there is, there is not one product or service that is for everyone. So you have to That's find true. the people that find Very your product true. important. And day three, I talk about how you can actually start and not just say, just go and do it, but give you tangible steps, resources, and opportunities to make um, to create your pre-launch, to really get out there, to start working on something that you can see and create and people will pay you for now. It doesn't take forever to launch a business. You have to, you can start now. You just don't know how to start now, but you can start tonight. So you. yeah, um, it's a three-part series. It starts um, next week, Monday on the 12th, and it's every Monday at 7 p.m. It's three days. So it's the 12th and 19th and then 26th. At seven o'clock, it's from seven to eight, and it's just for people that register. Um, so if they go to my um, Instagram page, and the link in my bio, there's a registration link, and uh, they can go oh, ahead. And what's the the IG? Oh, the IG is push underscore Sammy S A M M Y, and you can go ahead and look at the re- first registration link that's there.
0: Well, also why why are you doing that? You might as well let them know about startup Sam and swim with Sam as
1: well, how see like, All right, Sam, let's do it, y'all. So, <laughs> like I said, my personal IG is push underscore Sammy. That's where I'm always talking about business um, myself and challenges that I go through. Um, I discuss, uh, I'm a little shady because I'm talking like directly to y'all about things that you're not doing, things you should be doing in entrepreneurship to give you more of a an inner look on like what this life is like. Um, Then I have my startup business, which is Startup with Sam, which you can find on my page as well. um, That is strictly about how to create your first business, how to go from being a consumer to a producer, how to change your mindset, tangible steps that you can take, information that is important to you, and how you can get um, consulting that I offer to help guide you specifically so I can be that director that you need. I'm your co-creator. I'm your business partner in your specific business to help get you off the ground because I want to help you launch a business. Um, I also have my other business, Swim with Sam, which is based in South Florida, where you can learn to swim. And we have some instructors who are experienced, who love to teach people how to swim, that want to help you to be an amazing swimmer, help get your kids to be amazing swimmers. You work with people from as young as four months old to adults 99 up. We help with special needs kids. We do swim training. We help people train for triathlons. um, If you want to do an Ironman competition. Also, if you have a swim exam for police academy, EMTs, any kind of trade position, we offer specialized swim test prep lessons that are helped to get you through your exam. We run through your exam several times so you are 100% confident. Everyone who takes our swim test lessons that does all the lessons and trains effectively, they pass 100% of the time.
0: That's what's up. So hold on. I have one question. One more question. Go you ahead. Can, can about, this, about the swimming. How was it when you were you were doing it by yourself for a while? Mm-hmm. What was that transition to bringing other people on board to what you were doing?
1: Oh, that was a mess. That was a mess. <laughs> I, <did that> all- <laughs> I told you. I'm very transparent. Like I, again, I thought that I needed to take these particular steps in this way you know, and do them now. And they was just falling apart. Like I thought I needed an assistant and I had this person work and I realized what I'm giving this girl work to do. I'm just wasting money. You know, when I first, when I hired my first group of people, I wasn't hiring people who were necessarily, necessarily skilled and experienced swim instructors. They're just very good swimmers who like kids two different things um i thought that i could like train them myself and do all this extra work and like i had bought them uniforms and like we did this photo shoot and the uniforms that cost me so much money because i kept buying the wrong ones getting the like the um the logo put on them and all the information and then i let all them people go um oh yeah, I let them all go. Either they quit because they they, they couldn't hold on to the obligation or I fired them. Um, And then I got new people and then realizing how there's so much turnover in our industry, which I should obviously know because I've worked in this field for years, but it didn't really hit me um, for a while. And then recognizing, okay, maybe I shouldn't be training them. Maybe I should just find people who are only experienced in this field. And it was like, how do I get them to stay? How do I, it was like... A mess because again it's a it's I'm so unfamiliar with like being an employer. It's very different. Managing people, you know, I would forget to do their time, their payroll. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to do payroll yesterday. People mm. so get their money late, they gonna quit. But luckily they didn't. Um how to keep up communication, i how to make sure that I am overseeing make sure the small things are done while still doing my job. Like, there's just a lot of gap and again grateful that i was working in a business that it was safe you know like it was a safe space i wasn't like selling people property and the property was bad or like i didn't i wasn't doing none of that um and i really do commend people honestly i commend people who can jump into like these really profound industries um by themselves not by themselves but you know from the ground up uh you know that had no experience and they've worked their way up I commend them. That's just not me and that's okay. I'm doing business my way and really this small sphere that is helping to grow me and develop me so that I can eventually get there and that I can be this person who is responsible enough because I wasn't responsible guys. Like I and I had to learn that even with hiring people like I wasn't responsible enough to do things at a particular time and to contact them when they always called me and to make sure I didn't always have my ducks in the road. I had to find that out the hard way.
0: Mm. And
1: something that I always say when I do my lives, never like we be so focused on what we're good at, but we never want to talk about what we're not good at.
0: Mm.
1: And when I was real with myself for the first time about the things that I'm not good at, I had so much less stress because I wasn't putting myself in situations to fail. Cause I'm like, no, no, I'm going to just not fail. I'm going to just do it. Oop, Oop. sorry. Somebody <laughs> had called me the ghetto. I'm like, how? <laughs> 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 I was like, my phone's on, do not a dude. I How could you call me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you know, uh, I'm not putting myself in situations to fail because I recognize where my capabilities are. Mm-hmm. And, um, There were just a lot of things that I was pursuing that I was not ready for, equipped for, didn't have the experience for. It was, I was, not saying I was leading myself to fail, but I didn't, I wasn't equipped to succeed. And that's just a better way of saying it. But the reality is I was leading myself to fail. Um, (laughs) That's being real, but I've had to be really real with myself um, in the past two and a half years, because you try to live off your clout, if you try to live off what other people tell you to do, you're mm-hmm. gonna make a lot of mistakes. Um, so the transition with the swimming has probably been the hardest part. And it definitely, again, Swim With Sam is my practice business, my first one. Um, it's taught me so much about things I never want to do again. That's true. You know, that and right maybe, for sure. you know, as a, again, I'm still figuring out what will start up with Sam B. What is my next business gonna be? What are other platforms that I'm gonna have, you know? do I really want to manage all of these people completely under me? I don't really think I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it would have to be an alternative. Maybe it's working with um, a company that just manages those people for me and I just hire through the comp, whatever it is. Right? Like, I had to realize what I like and what I don't like. I don't think I want to be that person and like, In my building, no, I have my office building and I'm in the CEO's office in the back. And then my assistant reports to me all. I don't think that's going to be me because that's not really what I want. That's not what I like. It's also not what I'm good at. (laughs) And it's okay to not be good at something. Yeah.
2: True. True. That's
0: what's up. That's what's up. All right, Amanda, I'll let you, I'll let you wrap it up. I definitely, we definitely appreciate your time. Like you definitely give it, you've given us a lot of good, good content. You dropped some gems.
2: Yeah. Um, he dropped all of it. <laughs> <laughs> dropped all the dut <laughs> <That's
0: laughs> go go
2: I'm here to share. Yeah. Give me
0: your social media one more time. So they definitely could follow you and reach out to you. Um,
1: yes. So you should just follow push underscore Sammy because that has Everything where you can find my Summa Sam page and my Startup with Sam page. Um, push Sammy. Push is actually an acronym. So push stands for um, push until something happens. Okay. Ooh. So it kind of like okay. falls into my philosophy of like you just can't stop. You just gotta keep going. Like something gonna figure out. Like we don't get together. I like that. I like that. But push underscore Sammy is me. All um, my videos. I have a lot of videos up of me talking. I share a lot of information. I'm always providing resources and I'm always available to talk. My email is there. People can DM me questions or schedule for a free call. I do a free 15 minute call. Um, if you're not ready to pay for my fee for my consulting, we can talk about your goals, how I can help you, and what you need from me. That's good
0: Go ahead, Amanda. I'll let you wrap it up.
2: Yay. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for being here with us. Um, definitely appreciate it. Again, follow, um, push, underscore sammy on her social media um bother her get to know her (laughs) a little bit better um definitely go for the consultation i went for myself actually and it was pretty detailed it definitely was something insightful and something that that pushed me to the right direction because yeah keep on pushing (laughs) 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 Mm. until something happened yeah absolutely Um, yeah so it definitely pushed me in the right direction um uh, especially with, with my art business um That's thank awesome. you for tuning in um f- definitely check us out on youtube um podcasts wherever you, you listen to podcasts again thank you for listening thank you for coming thank you for being our first guest yes um, <laughs> yes and i'll see you in the next episode
0: y'all be safe and stay dangerous I do. Mm-hmm.